Welcome to Biz Building Phase, a project of Orpanini. Um, life skills based on the halachas of the base of English for the three weeks. This is Saratova Best. So we actually spoke in the other audio about the Dukhan platform and the Levian standing there in the base of Nezesh, the Levian standing there. And as we said, that while the people were bringing karbanas, the Levian were standing on top of this Dukhan platform and they were playing music, musical instruments and singing. So let's stop for a moment and think about the musical instruments. Because these musical instruments are really denoting um the revolution, I would say, of this generation of the Darashvi, and we hinted at it, sort of, we began it in the other audio, which is that classically Judaism was stricter, more severe. The focus was on, um, you know, being a real pnimi. It says in the first three generations of Chabad, the Avaida was to become a real pnimi, a really deeply sincere, inward, Talk the talk, walk the walk kind of a Jew. You know, the real deal. Or else. Kind of. Or else. And there wasn't, you know, it, it, the standards were tough. And then when we, when we, you know, and you had to be, as we say, a, a Pnimi. And, or an Ayyad Hashem. Or, and when we come to the more recent generations, and then the, the what's called the seventh generation, beginning in, you know, 1951, this generation ushers in, the Lubavitcher Rebbe ushers in an era in which the Avaita is on, just, just do, just do, just do stuff. Well, what if you're not the real deal? It doesn't matter, just do it. Hamaisua Iker, do it. Of course, it's better to work on yourself, but even if not, just do it. In other words, don't say, there's a man who needs um, some tzedakah. I don't know if I feel in my heart that I'm giving it for the right reasons. Maybe I shouldn't because I don't want to do something. And maybe in other generations, maybe, I don't know. If you were doing things really not for the right reasons, you know, oh, somebody's going to tell me I'm a big, great tzedakah. So maybe people said, well, then better not to do it because it's just going to increase your ego. But in this generation, we're told, just do it. Give him the tzedakah. But what happens if, and the, what happens if you have an ego? And the famous story of Chassid, was it of the Mithra Rebbe? The Elder Rebbe? I think maybe the Mithra Rebbe, who in those days, a couple of hundred years ago, he would travel from town to town to town after leaving the, after leaving Lubavitch, and he was, Tazarin Maimarim, the Maimur that he heard. And he finally came to, I forget which Rebbe it was, and said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Because I feel that, I feel myself being a yesh, I feel like, I feel really good about the fact that I am teaching them this concept. I And... Oops. And... and, and his his Rebbe told him, You can become as kind of onerous as an onion, but you have to do it. You know, you'll work on that too, but the, 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 the mimer has to be taught to everybody. They need to hear it, even if it's kind of getting to your ego. So that idea of the ego... There's a whole difference in this generation. As we're saying, here we are, we're bringing carbonas, we're 
asking Hashem for forgiveness. Ah, I'm doing a good job. And it should be, you would think that they would have the Levine standing there saying to Hillam with tears crying. And you would have people standing around while other people are bringing carbonas in the base of Mises, crying to accompany him in this deeply heartfelt process. And instead, they're singing and dancing. Because that's the revolution of this generation. We do it with joy. It's a whole other thing. And only in, in this generation, we can actually get to higher places when we do it with joy. So in the case of the one who's traveling from town to town and he's, 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 he's teaching a mimer and he's feeling pretty good about himself, what does he do? Stop. What does he do? Stop? No, he doesn't have to stop. All he needs to do is do it with joy. Do it with shema. Do it with a lot of joy. And that will take care of a lot of the problems that normally we had in other generations. Do it with joy. Somehow that becomes a, um, creates a bubble of protection around this act, around this tzedakah, by doing it with joy. So just coming back to this halacha, some of the, 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 some of the musical instruments that were being played, that the Levium were using on that Duchen platform, in the time of the second base of Megdish, went back to very ancient times. There was a bamboo flute that had been used in the time of Meishervain. And so there came a time during the base, second base of Megdish that one of the kings took this flute and said, I want this flute plated, plated in gold. It shouldn't just be a wooden flute. Wooden flute is so simple. It should be, for the base of Middash, it should be in gold. And so they tried to play it. It was very beautiful looking, but it didn't sound the same. That's what the Levine said. So the gold was removed, and the delicate music that it produced was played once again to the musician's satisfaction. So what are we understanding from that? It's interesting. He wanted to make it, he wanted to take it away from its, from its simple, from its simpleness, its simplicity. So at the same time, when we're looking at our generation, on the one hand, we want to do things, beautify them, you know, plate it with gold. But on the other hand, we want to bring things to their simple essence. There are many things we do in our generation, certainly um, in certain communities, let's say when most people will decorate their sukkah, we don't decorate our sukkah. Why not? We want the beauty of the the essence of the of the sukkah shines right through. So one thing we want to get in touch with is that the mitzvah itself has such a level of opulent beauty and shining magnificence that we don't want to cover it with anything. And what we're looking to create in this generation is a taste for an appreciation of that incredibly opulent shining of the mitzvah itself 
so that we 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 sense Hashem Hashem's oneness and Hashem's wisdom and Hashem's glory and Hashem's truth and all of that coming through each and everything. And in this generation, we're told the way we can come to it in the other generations to sense the beauty of 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 Hashem's oneness inside of physical things and inside of a mitzvah, you need to be on a very high level. In this generation, we get to do the fast track. What's the fast track? Joy. Simcha. Sing, dance, clap your hands. Simcha shel mitzvah and joy. Simcha b'tarasa. And somehow this simcha, this joy, Doing things with joy, doing mitzvahs with joy was infused in this generation specifically with the ability to take us to that place where we can taste and savor Hashem's essence and the essence of truth in everything in a way that great sages used to be able to do, great tzaddikim, great scholars, and we regular people can get there with almost no effort through being joyful, joyful in our lives, obviously joyful in a holy way, but by being joyful. It's an incredible gift that was given specifically to this generation. So, therefore, I would say the Hiraz, we want to take this gift. I think that if other generations had ever, could have looked forward into the future, and probably the Nevi'im could, and realized there would come a generation where the tool would not be self-flagellation and beating your breath and all that. Other. It would be joy. They would say, wow, you guys are lucky. Amazing. Wish we could be around at that time in history. So guess what? Here we are. We're around at that time in history where the main tool comes to the truth is through joy. So may we step into that place of truth and put true joy and into from there into the base of the Shlishi the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now.